The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, let me hear you say, yeah...
All right, sounds good. I've got my eyes on you. On ya. Right. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and I've got Cole Britt here with me, a familiar face or voice, however you like. We are videoing this evening, mm. and uh, this is all according to uh, what he's got going on. I believe in what he's doing. The last episode that he was on. He shared a little bit about it, but now he can talk a little bit more about it. So he's back. So, Cole, what is good in this hood? All right. So uh, just to kick things off, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about in the last episode about uh, a new outlet or, or possibility of uh, outsourcing like a different a different way of this, this material and stuff that I'm about to teach and everything. Um, so... I've been, people have been begging me, you know, kind of like trying to counsel me into doing this for a long period of time. Uh, When I started out in the Marine Corps, I uh, actually got put into a position to hold like uh, uh, periods of instruction with my platoon and regarding uh, different uh, different stuff, um, just depending on what we had going on at the time. So it wasn't uncommon to see me standing in front of a group of people uh, doing some type of block of instruction over something. So take that, go some years in forward and in the law enforcement community. All the things I've done so far uh, since 2016, uh, just in that part of my career, uh, the different titles I've held at different positions, uh, just that experience and that training. Uh, during this entire thing, everybody's been like, man, you need to... Uh, you need to channel this, all this, this energy, this, this intelligence, this experience. You need to channel. You know, you need to figure out a way to channel this and, uh, you know, put it out there. So, um, I've just uh, as as time has kind of gone on, I've uh, recently, um, you know, I've uh, gotten myself a hold of uh, some instructor certifications in the Alert Program, which is the, uh, um the advanced law enforcement rapid response training um which particularly involves uh with active shooter active killing events um such as uh most recently uh, uvalde um those type of events right um, right even even we've even done studies into like boston bombing um the nightclub down in florida um different uh it's not always res- in response to like gunfire there's uh all kinds of different things so get a hold of some certifications and once again you know i still have people that are like man like you know use use what resource you have available to kind of put this out so um here's a resource yeah um so what i've done is uh i have started um my own kind of uh outsource i guess outlet my way of channeling that and it's uh, red cell survival uh we should have here pretty soon we should have the website up and going you'll be able to go to the website you'll be able to see what courses we have available um do, some you, of the, do you have the actual is it dot org dot com dot net it'll be it'll be a dot com but uh right now it's still uh there's nothing on there it's just nothing at all right. we, we've got everything else figured out we're just uh we're just getting it all put together um, there's some content that I have to add. There's some content from today. I held a class today that I gotta we gotta add in there before we completely launch it. But 
once it does go into effect, people will be able to go on there. They'll be able to look at the calendar. Uh, they'll be able to see what courses are available if they're in that area, right? So if I'm teaching, one of the main things that I'm going to be doing in this class is one is going to be um, direct threat care, indirect threat care, and CRACE. So CRACE is the civilian response to actual shooter events. So that's why I'm going to be focusing a lot of my energy on is teaching the, you know, the the non-law enforcement, the non-military, the non-veteran. I'm going to be teaching them, you know, just some tactics as far as uh, not necessarily tactics, but techniques in like just some things we've learned uh, in over the years regarding like field medicine, trauma medicine, uh, just simple stuff like uh, how to control massive hemorrhaging, um, how to make sure that somebody's airway is not blocked, how to make sure they're breathing, putting them in a recovery position, maybe some ways of like carrying people out of certain situations. And this is going to be applicable to people in more ways than just, oh, if this happens, something like that. You know, you, you could respond to a car accident and maybe something that you learned in one of these courses is going to be something that could help you down the road. Uh, same for anybody that like hunts or anything. Um, it's just, essentially, it's just arming the, you know, the people that are not in a position to learn these type of, of techniques or, uh, you know, practices it's giving them an opportunity to learn some of this stuff so they can apply it in everyday life. Uh, and essentially, uh, that that's the whole thing. Uh, I don't know if you want me to go into red cell survival more. Yeah, uh, uh, just just a second, just to open this back up just a little bit of, you know, of military background in the Marine, Marine mm-hmm. Corps. Yep. And then uh, getting back to the States, got into law enforcement. Yep. And people may remember, like, early days of you being on Porch Talk, we did a lot of uh, pop culture when it came to, like, Marvel, and we, we would talk about cultural issues, but, dude, uh, just, like, stepping back for a second is, I'm uh, I'm really proud of you, and I think this is a step in the right direction, man. Yeah. And I, th- I think you're kind of, you're, you're finding your niche. So, what is Red Cell, and why call it that? Why is it called that? All right, so, uh, essentially... Obviously, right, like everybody, like they start something on their own and want to come up with some kind of cool name. Uh, but for most of us, we try to figure out a way, I wouldn't say subliminally, but we try to figure out a way to uh, kind of express ourselves, right? It's kind of our stamp on, on the world. So um, Red Cell, the theory of Red Cell is something that uh, I, it's not just known by me, um, but essentially when I was... Uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, I went through a squad leader uh, course. Uh, some people know if they're veteran listeners uh, in the Marine Corps, it's uh, ISLIC. Um, but anyways, so during that process, we talk about when we're talking about like mission planning, right? So essentially you as that battlefield commander or uh, that squad leader, that platoon leader, um, your job is to essentially, you know, come up with a plan, right? Let's just say, for example, you know, you're planning to conduct a raid on a building or whatever, uh, whatever that mission is. You have to sit down and you do things like create a five-paragraph order and, you know, you take your commander's intent, which is what is the overall objective, right? The overall objective is to identify uh, key individuals that are linked to uh, whatever you know, wherever you're operating at the time is to locate them, identify them, and take them into custody, right? That, that could be a mission. Um, so essentially, you know, use that commander or whatever uh, degree. 
you are getting all that information, all that reconnaissance, uh, weather data, terrain data, everything else, and you're coming up with like five paragraph order, and it's going to have all these different steps in your 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 process, right? And so essentially, what you're going to do is Bart. What we learned in Squatter School, our course, um, was uh, like the red cell theory, or as we said, red selling it. And so essentially, what you would do is like you would take a map, right? And so let's say that. Um, you're trying to plan some type of mission, right? You would take the map and you would flip the map around and you would look at you from the enemy's point of view, right? Oh. And so what you would do then is that you would then, as the enemy, attack and try to identify your center of gravity and where your critical vulnerabilities are. And once you exploit that, you flip the map back around. Now you can figure out where to build your defense and how to maybe navigate whatever your uh, whatever your mission is at that time, how to navigate a little bit better, right? So that's what we call it when we're red selling it, right? We're looking at it from the enemy's point of view. We're looking at it from that attacker's point of view. Um, and we're basically, we're not necessarily gaming the game, but we're essentially, we're exploiting our own weaknesses, exploiting our own uh, flaws, and we're figuring out, okay, well, that's a way to, you know, occupy my territory really quick, fast, in a hurry. So we flip the map back around. Okay, now I can come up with a plan to mitigate that threat. And um, so that's where, that's where the whole red cell comes from. And, and just to branch this off, like someone who may not have military background or law enforcement background like myself is, <coughs> you know, it's it, maybe this is the advent of the Internet and, you know, the world does seem a little bit darker than what it was when we were children. But mm -hmm. the point is, is uh, you have me engaged on when I go out to play a show with the band. Now I have a little pack of, oh, you know, I've got, uh, what is that thing called that cuts off the blood flow? I'm blanking oh, the, there. The, the tourniquet. Tur I've got a tourniquet. You know, I've got tape i've got like different apparatuses i got a flashlight i've got a a field knife you know and i've got just in case like if if we were playing a show and if crap was to pop off it would be really great if the guy on stage knew how to react to it yeah um actually and i'll uh pull some of this up but there was a something in today uh when i was teaching one of the classes today i was teaching a craze class and um there's actually a slide in there that talks about a, a concert. Um, I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. Well, you go back to the thing that got brushed completely over in Las Vegas. I think we've talked about this in the past. But, yeah. like, uh, what the hell happened? And, mm. like, okay, Intel gave a little bit at a time. But, like, and I, I don't want to get lost in the weeds with that story because, I mean, there's a lot of details to it. But, like, that's just an example. But, like, this could, this could happen in Starville. It could happen in Birmingham. It could happen anywhere. Yeah, it could be. It could be a uh, farmers market in Millport where there happens to be someone playing bluegrass. I mean, it it could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so the the idea of all of this, and I'm I'm not trying to step on uh, what you have planned here, but is it's just to be prepared, man. It's uh, none of this information will hurt you. Uh, it doesn't make you. Uh, uh, domestic terrorist or like any kind of way. I don't. I don't know how this could be branded as just bad information. Like yeah. if someone was gonna put some kind of a bad spin, I'm trying to get into that mindset. It's like, yeah. what would people? Oh, well, you're red selling it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Right. 
but I really like I, I want to be proactive on this and like listeners of the show it's like uh, I want to you know get a little, little lost in the weeds here. Go ahead. So, and not to get lost in the weeds, but like, just for listeners, it's like, what the heck is Crace? What, what, 
what what is that like what are we talking about here this is a civilian response uh-huh. so once again um a lot of this stuff traditionally has been taught to law enforcement and the military you know you learn how to conduct counterattack, how to respond to ambush stuff stuff of that nature right but you're in the military so you find yourself in those environments where it is a kinetic environment right um, and, and so where that's more prevalent right um you skip forward uh through uh through you know through time with everything that's been going on i mean as far back as you want to go um you know i think we can employ this these type of of techniques and experience i mean we can go as far back as you want i mean you really start thinking about it and to where there was i wouldn't say civil unrest but there wasn't uh the level of law that we have now uh you know 300 years ago or or or, or, you know even you know somewhere around in there but if you think about it for example uh during uh during the revolutionary war or, or i'm sorry uh yeah the Revolutionary War or the, uh, you know, uh, the forming of the continental United States, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. There's times during that time where you where you read in history where there was like some type of demonstration going on or sometimes somebody was speaking out and somebody came and they like fired a shot or they attacked somebody. And, and you know, people got hurt, people got injured. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, now let's, we're skipping ahead into the future. And uh, a lot of this still, uh, a lot of people really focus heavily on teaching the cops, teaching them. But but then, you know, Alert said, listen, all right, this is happening. Mm-hmm. We understand that on average, it takes at least on average out of all these hundreds of events. And I got some stats I can read off, but hundreds of events, we realize the average response time for a first responder to get on scene in these events is about three minutes, okay? Three minutes may not seem like a long time, but in that kind of event, it seems like three hours. Yeah. Yeah, just, it's 180 seconds, but I mean, so much can go down in a heartbeat, in a breath, you know? And when you're talking three minutes, that's just three, dude, like you said, that can be an eternity if you're in a crisis. So, um... So something I painted a picture for the class I was teaching today is I, is I asked this. Um, so um, three minutes is the average response time. Uh, how long does it take the human body to bleed out? Less than that. Two minutes. Yeah. Right? Um, but I can show you videos and I can show you data where people have... Um, people have... They start to have effects for blood, from blood loss... Within that first thirty-five to forty-five seconds to a minute, uh, there's a video that I show my students, and one of it is at a minute and twenty seconds. You can pretty much, I mean, he's he's uh, he's he's not in good shape. So, um, and then also from my own account, I am able to explicitly give you details on the uh, um, you know the effects of blood loss. Uh, and how it can affect you, right? Start shutting off all your fine motor skills. Uh, you lose all your, you know, your body's going into um, oh snap mode, and yeah, it's, it's surging. It's fight or flight on, but like if you're on blood loss like that, like yeah. your your ability to fight or flight is like it's, it's non-existent. Yeah. So like you're 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 not cognitively like critically thinking at all. Yeah. And that's and that's another thing. That's why I brought up to them. It's like. Uh, 
you're you know uh, during that event um, your 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 body is bringing all the blood from all your outer extremities and it's surging it to your core because it's trying to keep your heart going mm-hmm. right um, and so you start to lose that motor function you start to lose that that you know that cognitive reasoning and stuff like this. And it's almost like being in a daze or like being, uh, you know, in some type of stupor. Uh, but so, you know, these events, you know, they happen. And they're, and like I said, you can go far back as you want in the history books. And uh, something like this is happening. And it's not just here in the United States. I mean, it's it's not just here in the lower you know, in the southeast, I mean, it's all over. I, I mean, mean, like, just culturally speaking, it's like being in the south, especially right in the, the on the buckle of the Bible Belt, whether mm-hmm. it be Alabama or Mississippi. Things that you see on social media, let's just say it happens out in California or if it happens in the northeast or wherever it happens in the U.S., it'll typically trickle down to the south last. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, we're culturally behind the rest of the United States. But, like, that should be our preliminary warning to be like, this is what's coming, and this is how we can be prepared. Yeah. Right? For sure. And so just uh, j- just kind of caveat on that is uh, Alert is in based out of Texas, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we can go back, you know, go all the way back to, you know, the foundation of Texas. We can go back to the Alamo and talk about that. I mean, you can find moments in history where it's not, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't, you know, uh, in the year 2000, whatever, and a guy had an AR-15, you know, you can go back before that. I mean, there was times. Yes, I muskets, mean, muskets, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and by the way, this is not a call for violence. This is not a call, this is a call for preparedness. I want to make that real clear. It's like, I'm not, we are not advocating people uh, to go buy a gun and just, we're not doing that. Yeah. Like, once again, I'm red selling it over here. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, I mean, I listen to podcasts like this, and Mike Glover, like, you know how he gets wrote about in the papers. He gets smeared. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is um, some things that we do uh, mass produce and generalize, and I'm going to turn us back into kind of like explaining more about craze, but, you know, we see our athletes out there, and they're, and they're, and they're pushing, you know, they're pushing these – these sports clothings, because they're trying to push athleticism, you know, they, and that's great, that's good, it's good to be physically fit and in shape, and you know, we want people to go to school, and there's all these programs out there for online, and for this, and for that, so the media and everything is pushing that, and they're pushing that, and they're pushing that, and that's great, but when's the last time that somebody actually took the time to say, hey, are you ready for if this happens, right? And something, this is what kind of inspired me to do this, is that I realized, like, there are some, I'm not the only one, I'm not the white knight, right? There are some other people out there that are doing this, but it's not happening enough, and it's not happening as often. This is free information that I'm learning for free. So I can give this information out there to you, and it's like I told my students today. I may be the one that needs somebody to help me, whether it be in a car accident. That's the mindset. Yeah. And, and like you said on the last episode that you were on, this is something that will be free and readily available for small business owners, maybe downtown on the main drag or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and this, and the mindset behind it is exactly what you said. I might need it. Yeah. You might need it. Yeah. So let's, let's all get it. 
And that's just, you know, and some of the skills and practices that you learn in this program are applicable to, like, so many things. I mean, if you really think about it, like, for example, like, do you know what, on average, like, I want to say it's up in the 90s, don't quote me, I don't have it, but, like, within 90% of PTSD victims, you know what it actually comes from? It's not war. No, it's not. It's car accidents. Mm -hmm. And if you think about how much lives, how many lives are lost during car accidents, you can divide that. You can divide that again into how many times were somebody were they a victim in a car accident, right? And when I say victim, I mean like clinically a victim. Like I mean like they sustained injured, an injured person, right? Yeah. Um, how many times did someone respond? And they did not even have a basic skill set or a basic understanding to be able to help save this person's life. Beyond, oh my God, let me call 911. And that's great. You know, somebody needs to be there to do that, right? We need that to happen. But at the same time, like, you know, what would it be so bad if somebody knew something, you know, about like, hey, ooh, I see that. That is, that is, we need to fix that. How do we fix that? Ooh, tourniquet. Ah, I don't have one. Seatbelt. All right. Tie knot in it. Tie real knot. I'm going to take this pin. I'm going to twist this pin around, turn it into a windlass, and I'm going to get this thing nice and tight. Hey, what's that? Oh, I'm going to tear a piece of your shirt off. I'm going to use that to cinch it down. And now I've done fashioned myself some type of tourniquet. And right, like, we're going to stop the bleeding. And let's just say, maybe they're in critical condition because I hear a lot of people are scared to get involved because they don't want to move the body, maybe because of a neck or back injury. Yeah. Well, if you can physically see that the dude is bleeding out of his leg or arm, you can address that without moving the body. Yeah, something that, another thing too, like, just like in that example right there, that uh, people don't do enough of, people do a lot of this. Oh my God! Right. Don't get me started on that. But, and like for the visual, for those of you just listening, is we're so good about pulling our phone out and filming a travesty rather than getting involved in it. So this ain't World Star. One thing that like, and it's part of the craze course, and and we'll talk about it is uh, remote assessment. Right? I may be in a position of advantage from when I say for like observation observation purposes let's say for example i'm on the third floor of a predominantly like glass uh you know building like a like a bunch of windows on the outside right mm-hmm. um say i'm on the third floor and uh i witnessed something out here in the parking lot okay i'm not down there and i can't see it but i can start doing some type of remote assessment meaning hey are you okay what happened where did he go are you, you know, are you hurt? We can start with that. That that's easy. All that takes is just a little bit of oxygen, right? Um, and uh, you know, Dane Cook made a pretty good joke one time talking about uh, how people in America like we love car accidents, <laughs> and how he was in his basement and like, uh, you know, everybody just like shows up. They're like, oh yeah, hey, yeah, I, I saw it too. I saw it too. I was in my I was in my basement, like washing my clothes. Oh, you were in my basement. I was in my kitchen washing a dish. Right, and they're they these are the people that show up to the the accidents, and they're like, "Oh, I saw everything," but mm-hmm. you just remote assessment, and it, all that is is taking a minute to stop and ask that person, "Hey, are you okay?" Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised how many times. And then another thing that happens is, you've got people that have this. They're they're great about reacting. They're great about that initial response. Inertia takes over all the everything, and they they spearhead right into something, but. 
because of stress and everything else, they are basically making it worse because they're not doing anything, right? It's like, uh, for example, there's a video in the Craze course where I don't know what happened inside of the supermarket, but something took place in the supermarket that caused everybody to panic and everybody to get out. A lady was trying to take a baby out of a car seat, Mm. right? Or a stroller, rather. And if you watch the video, and this goes on for about a minute, right? All these people are running, right? She is struggling so hard because she is trying to snatch this baby up out of the stroller, and she's pulling, and she's pulling, and she's pulling. At no point until the very last few seconds of like one whole minute does she stop, unbutton the, unbuckle the buckle, and then pull the baby out. Yeah. Stress can really have a, a huge impact on everything that you do. That's right. So, and something like about this course, I mean, I, I've sat through it like with you, like when you were prepping to teach uh, some of the subjects with this. And so, like, I feel like if I was put into a high stress situation like this, I'd be a little bit more cooler headed. Like, not saying that I would know everything to do, but I, I would be able to walk into a critical situation such let's just say. There was a big misunderstanding for whatever reason, like the fire alarms going off in the grocery store and like people yeah. were panicking. And number one thing, I think we covered this on the last episode once again, is like one of the first things that my dad taught me when going into a building, know your exits. Absolutely. Like find those red exit signs. Like where are all the escapes? It's like because if let's just say it's a supermarket, okay? Hundreds of thousands of people can be in this place, like Walmart at one time, no doubt. It's a big place. But can't that many funnel out of one exit at a time? So you need to be really aware of where you're at. Be like, I can get out there. I can get out there. Okay. And I know my surroundings. So, I mean, that's step one for me is like know where you're at. Yeah. Know what's up. And that's and that's kind of typically, that's I mean, that's a big point in the craze course. So... We, we, we've said a lot of stuff that's kind of in that curriculum. So, you know, what Crace is, is Crace is the civilian response to after-shooter events. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we like our little cool words, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's tons of courses out there for law enforcement and for fire. Like, there's, uh, you know, there's Erase, which I just got done doing last week, which is... Uh, exterior response to active shooter events. Uh, before that, I did AIR, which is AAIR, which is Active Attack Integrated Response. That's specifically designed for EMS, for law enforcement, that kind of stuff. So, CRACE is a civilian response, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's impressive because there is so much information in the CRACE course. And it literally, when it comes to actually teaching it, it actually, even though I am very long-winded as it is, it actually is a lot of material, and I actually have to kind of hush up a little bit and, and kind of stick to um, stick to that. So it's a lot of great material, and there's so much stuff that we go over. We do a lot of case studies in Craze. Why? Because um, we learn from our mistakes, right? We learn from our past, uh, so that way it's not to be repeated again. Um, so that's something that we do. What you just talked about, finding your exits. We talk about the, uh, the, the, uh, run, hide, fight, um, or we use it's, it's add, um, avoid, deny, defend. Um, and that's something that is what we, that is what, what I teach my students on. Right. And that, and we'll go into all the different aspects of each part of that. Right. 
Um, and so when you get this website going and ready, like you'll have like ad and all these acronyms up there and broken down. Like, what does ad mean? Yeah. Like you said, uh, accept, deny, not accept. Yeah, avoid, deny, defend. So yeah. I mean, like, what is like break that down further? And I'm sure it will be broken down on the website. Yeah. So, but for just I just found this out. So the website is up. It's uh, .com. Um it, don't be surprised. There's there's not anything on there, but we're we're working on it. We're actually working on the content as you listen. Yeah, so we're we're working on it, and um, it'll be ready to go. Um, and yeah, you're gonna have some some open source material that's gonna be there. There's some links that can take you to some other things, right? And it's just gonna be hyperlinks that can take you to another website where it's gonna maybe help answer that question. Maybe be a link to a YouTube video where somebody that I, you know, uh, listen to or admire, maybe have a better way of answering that question or something like that, right? Um, and I'll go into that. Uh, but uh, you know, that's gonna be that's gonna be on it. But the, but the main thing about Red Cell Survival is this. Um, so, as an instructor, um, my main focus, as far as my agency, is to teach. My agency is to teach other agencies. Right, Crace, that's my thing. Hmm. That is, and so that's where Red Cell kind of came from. It was I actually have something that I can teach people beyond just you know maybe teaching people how to use tourniquets. Now I could teach people to use tourniquets and also apply these methods uh, of you know, like I said, the uh, the avoid, deny, defend. And we could talk about this stuff. We can go into case studies and we can look at the history and we can look at the past. We can analyze these things and we can talk about stress and we can talk about how it impedes us and we can talk about anatomy and everything else and we can go further into detail. Now I've got a platform to do that. So, uh, and so that's one of the big things that Crace is about, or I'm sorry, that Red Cell is about, is about pushing out that Crace class. Uh, and then the end goal is. What my plan is, is it is September of 22. By September of 23, within this time frame, the people that I go and I teach this class to, I will have installed in their business, in their offices, what I call a 10K, which is a tactical and or technical, if the word tactical scares you, whichever works, technical emergency medical kit. This is going to be not your, you know, your school bus's first aid kit. This is going to be specifically for uh, a, you know, a, a you know, traumatic response, right? So it's going to have tourniquets. We're going to have some wound packing material. We're going to have some uh, some pressure dressing type stuff. We're going to have that kind of material in there, and it's going to be as readily available and accessible as a fire extinguisher. And that's where it's going to be mounted, and it's going to be there. So that way, you know, think about it like the Boston bombing scenario, right? On that storefront and that main strip, there's a lot of different businesses right there. How awesome would it would have been if one of those businesses would have had one of those on the wall and it had enough tourniquets, you know, even six tourniquets, you know, could have made a difference not you know a huge difference but still would have helped sure but then what if six different businesses had one of those in their off you know in their office space stuff like that push that out man i want to make this a thing and i'm literally one reason too is me i'm very energetic i'm very passionate about this stuff but i know and i understand that 
if I do that, I'm going to inspire and I'm going to wake the fire up in somebody else to do this because they're probably all sitting there asking themselves why. Why do we not already have this? My, I, for, for example, private school kids. Private school kids. Okay. Right? <clears throat> this is something that, that I've actually started to kind of look at. And um, and it, and it kind of bothers me a little bit. Honestly, it does. Because, you know, people pay a lot of money for that. Right? Oh, yes, they do. I'm not going to name any particular school, but let's just say that I know that it costs like over $300, you know, a month. Right? That's on the cheap end, buddy. Yeah. So, but what do most of those private schools not have? I don't have security. School resource officer. Yeah. Right? Now, I'm not saying that that is the, you know, the, the key to success, but, you know, hey, now that's another mission for Red Cell. What do we want to do? Not only do we want to reach out to all these different schools and these small-owned businesses, right, but we want to reach out to people, and then you know what we're going to do? We're going to put you in contact with people that you need to talk to, right? That sheriff's department, that local police department, even a private security team or contractor business that can employ some type of security guard at your school, even if it's a private school, so that way you can have that. That's what Red Cell is about. It's about, once again, flipping that map. We're identifying our critical vulnerabilities, our center of gravity, and we're figuring out how to fix it. That's all it's about is figuring out how to fix things and how to, you know, essentially apply all those practices and those techniques and those experiences, train ourselves not only to be able to, once we fix that problem, to be able to succeed, but to continue to survive forward. Yeah, and I'm being a little funny and facetious here, but I'll say this is I would like to remove every gun-free sign, period, and replace it with uh, we will blast your ass. (laughs) Trice. You know, and like, and and I'm being like sarcastic, facetious, whatever. But like, my point being with that is like, if you freely advertise, like, hey, you can go shoot these fish like they're in a barrel. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you, what are you, what are we saying? Like, okay, it would be the equivalent of, let's just say, you and I were uh, renting a home down Octoc or whatever road, and uh, we we hung this sign in our yard right by the road that said uh, "Gun Free Home." What is that doing? It's incentivizing criminal activity on that property. So the whole that whole thing doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's and and if 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 you if you pass laws, and I'm not trying to go political, but if you all your gun laws and like bump stocks and all that, for people who don't already obey the law, they're not going to obey that. All you're doing is. You're you're screwing up law-abiding citizens. You're not screwing up people who are already outside the law. And so everything that we're talking about, and I'm not trying to overstep you, but is this is preparedness for people who observe and obey the law and to help you be as prepared as possible for a very critical and highly stressful situation. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, a majority of people out there, right, there's just... There's tools that they're lacking, right? I guarantee it's just like today. I taught this class today. There's information that I taught today that those, you know, and it was small. Those six people, they did not know before today. And so 
and you know because uh, and it was interesting too because uh, so just to go a little bit about today I, I, I taught the uh, telecommunicators for uh, for the local uh, now one dispatch uh, one is a former law enforcement officer uh, one uh, was another uh, former law enforcement officer one had actually been in patrol in a particular uh, area for a while um, and then the other two were uh, not so much versed, and then the other one had been working in the emergency management field for uh, quite some time. So I had this uh, this this wide range, even out of six people, right? Um, and then I had one person in the room that was just completely just blank, right? No, not a lot of experience. You know, this is my first job. Hey guys, you know, <laughs> hello. So we'll um, call him Jay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> yes, so, Kevin. Uh, yes. But the mall cop. Yeah. So um so I had this wide range of experience, right? Like I've got two two people that used to work in law enforcement. And so these all these people work together all the time, right? These six people. And so you're thinking that at some point in time during their career, they've probably like shared ideas with each other and they've probably taught and joked and stuff like this. So what was very interesting to see was like the two that were cops in there, like their initial response was Oh, we're gonna we're gonna fight this guy. We're gonna fight this person. You know, oh. if a, if an attack happens to me, we're gonna fight this person. Yeah, but probably not. But that's but that is the craziest thing because when I start teaching this craze class, and it makes so much sense. The first step in craze when we start teaching this the civilian delivery is avoid. And we go further into like avoidance and like things that how people don't avoid. Like for example, we start talking about denial. Well, when we start talking about Christ, we start talking about denial. We're oh. not talking about you denying. We'll get to that part. We'll talk about you denying that person the ability to either see you or get to you or whatever. But we're talking about you hearing gunshots and going, that ain't gunshots. There's no way that can't happen here. That's a different kind of denial. That's your that's that's denial. You're starting to we talk about in Christ, we talk about the human brain and the lizard brain, right? And we start talking about how like, you know, human brain is more methodical, slower, you know, let's let's figure this out, right? Lizard brain's more like, oh, you yeah. know, let's go, right? Um we talk about the flight or flight and we, we talk about all these things, but in the very just getting back to the meat and potatoes of it, uh and avoidance, right? Avoid. So if you see something, you hear something, first step is we get out of there, right? right. We get away from it. We know the exits. You don't even have to fight, right? Even if you have a hero complex, you don't even have to fight. Yeah, truth be known, like even hero complex or white knot complex is like gunshot pop off, like you know your exit. Your civil duty, if you have your family... You and your family, gone. Yeah. I mean, wasn't so long ago, we were at a location, and I was out on the balcony, and uh, something happened, and you immediately instructed me, get inside. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, know. Crap popped off. <clears throat> you know, here's the thing, and, and this is not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, I, this is not to take away from, you know, there's guys out there. You don't see them every day. You don't know who they are. Some of us do know. They're some of our friends or our neighbors. All right, but there's, yeah, not to take away from those guys, right? You you, you hard chargers, not to take away from those. But, like, w- when we 
start talking about, you know, let's talk about 90% of the civilian populace where that 10% is your military, veteran, law enforcement community, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the other percent that doesn't spend three months in boot camp or three weeks in the police academy and doesn't go through repetition of training and doesn't do all this kind of stuff. Thousands talk- and thousands of rounds at a firing range. You know, whatever kind of training, right? Yeah, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about your grandparents. We're talking about the bus driver. We're talking about the lady that's checking you out at the grocery store. We're talking about your librarian. We're talking about the janitor. We're talking about these people and them at least having some sense or idea or techniques in their head to arm themselves with the ability to increase their survivability during these events. And, you know, kind of already said it one time, but that is what Red Cell is about. That is what Crace... And, and, you know, and I'm not trying... This is... This is not trying to take away from uh, the alert program by no means. We give all homage to them. All right, hell, Texas, but um, is what it is. But um, the reason why I do it the way that I do it is so that way I can expand it out and I can get it out there more, right? I don't have as much freedom when I do it through my agency, right? They're not going to sit there and let me go run around on on the agency's dime and like run around and teach a whole bunch of people. But on my own, what can I do? Man, I can, I, like I put out there in the Facebook post that I've already done is, you tell me when and where, I'll come to you, right? Now, I want people to, you know, kind of understand I'm just one man. I'm a one-man I'm a, I'm a one band, right? I'm working on building up my, my cadre. But, um, hey, if you want me to drive two and a half hours, I'm on my way. Mm, but, I hook you boy up with a cheeseburger or something when we get there. <laughs> yeah. So, but... Gas at the same ain't but, cheap, play. Yeah, I wanna, but I do wanna get this out there, and so that's another thing too. That's why the website's going up. We're gonna have links. We're gonna have, you know, we're already doing podcasts. You know, porch talk. Uh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna start going into making my own. Uh, I know you and I've talked about that for a long time. Gonna start branching off doing that thing. Uh, I've been advised to do a blog because I got like a lot of information up here that just needs to be putting out there. You need a blog, yeah, because like I, realistically, like this could be a twelve-hour podcast, and everything in that head of yours would not get out. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, and just so people kind of understand, right? Like, uh, you know. I come here and I teach this stuff, and we'll go over Crace more in the podcast. We'll talk more a bit about it, and we'll go in deeper in it and stuff. Um, just know if you contact me and you get me to come to wherever you're at, and I teach this class, like first things first, one, um, you're gonna get. I mean, you're gonna get my full 100% undivided attention. My whole job right there is to make sure before I leave that day that you have all this information. Do you have an email set up where people can direct? Their questions to you. Uh, not right meow. If you give me 48 hours, it will be, though. Okay. Right? So, it's coming. Um, just, we're, it's, it's, it's yeah. slow. I mean, the smooth. website just dropped, people. Yeah, just dropped. So, um, but it's coming. And, uh, when we get that, I will update that on the information on the info of this podcast. So, they'll have that. Yeah, it'll be, it, we'll plug it in as much as possible. You'll be able to see kind of like, so right now, the only thing that we're really going to offer is Crace. And then if you want me to come and just teach you about like tourniquets and how to do that, we'll do that too. 
Uh, I don't want to fill my basket up too full because I really want, I'm really eager and I'm really interested in getting this, getting the Christ material pushed out there, right? So right now, um, like we we are in the infant stages of this. Oh, for like, sure, yeah. You you're just certified. You know the material. You're getting it out with Christ. So let's just take this to the area, like. What is realistic expectations that you want to have done by the end of this year? You got three months. Okay, what do so, you want to do? Um, so, um, well, for one is to have the website officially 100% up and going. Um, uh, little small steps, right? That may not mean much to others, but we'll have a logo and all that design, all that kind of stuff done. The website will be up and complete. We'll have the email. That way we can start taking in requests and stuff like that. Um, essentially... I really would like to uh, start getting out to these small businesses, um, and uh, by spring, uh, by spring, I would at least, I hope, at that point in time, I've gotten enough clout and attention that we can get enough support and we can start building these Tim Ks and start putting them in some of these places. That's my thoughts. My spring by uh, Christmas, I mean, you know, I hope that I've at least uh, been to at least held 15 different classes um, and reached out and I've got, you know, communication uh, with people and outsourced. I'm hoping in the next couple months I have an additional instructor that's going to be able to help me um, and uh, who's going to essentially, like, feed off my energy and uh, be able to help me with that. Um, But, uh... I mean, you know, three months, I mean, right now is just getting it out there, getting the getting it out there, making it accessible, and start pushing this craze class out as much as possible. Or maybe you don't want that. Maybe you want something different, watered down. That's where you talk to me, and I'll tell you what I can give you, right? Like, maybe you don't want, like, the full thing or this and that. If you want to talk about, like, hey, we've already – I put my employees, like, through some, like, CPR and this kind of stuff. That they just, could you come in and teach us how to – use tourniquets and stuff absolutely 100 percent. yeah we can come in and we can do that we'll we'll work with you how we got to so that's kind of like uh, initially the my goal is to have the website up and going and start pushing these classes out and guys i know it, it seems like you know like this seems like it's just a little much and it's like that that would never happen at my place of work or that would never happen at where my child goes to school but like the more you turn on the news, the more of a reality it really sets in. And so I really want to encourage you to uh, check out Red Cell. What's the... Yeah. Red Cell Survival. At Red Cell Survival. www.redcell. It's R-E-D-C-E-L-L survival.com. Um, and I, I this is not important, but... I just want to share this with everybody uh, that's listening, just so you understand. Like, if 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 you've been listening to the show, like you know, um, you know me, you know how I am, you you know my energy, right? If you've ever met me in person, I don't you, even have to ask him a question. Yeah, you just wind them up and let him go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know me. So, um, whenever I do teach these classes, right? Like, you're not gonna get some. Clear eyes, commercial, right? Like, oh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, exciting. (laughs) And so, just to show you, like, this has been my first official class I taught today, teaching this stuff. And I just want to, I just want to like share like some of the. uh, So I give all my students, like, I give them these uh, things to fill out because I want to know. I want to know how I did, 
right? So uh, you were very entertaining. Um, uh, you look like, uh, let's see, the jokes were enough to keep it light enough for the squeamish stuff and the squeamish people in the room. <laughs> you can tell you've been working on your presentation and you made it appear and you, you appear to know your knowledge. Appear to be very knowledgeable, and he does. He does bust his ass like before he goes and does these presentations. You know who sits through these presentations first? Oh yeah, well you and Jasper. Yes, it is I. Yeah, but like uh, like my only critique with what Cole does is, although very entertaining, the jokes are great. Like he is so descriptive, and like this is the the greatest like. It's not a backhanded compliment, but it could be taken that way. But, like, if you gave him 30 minutes to speak, I wouldn't doubt it would take him 45 minutes to an hour just because, like, he's going to make sure that he does his due diligence to get the information out. And even if it runs over, it's, like, it's going to be entertaining. And, like, that that's what I've experienced. Like, oh, yeah. With, so the recent, the teach bag that I did for my race uh, certification, a race uh uh, which I had, I, I give myself a break. I had the longest amount of like, I had the longest like curriculum list to go through out of everybody. Like yeah. I had a front and back, and I spoke for fifty two minutes. <laughs> but that also included like a lot of uh, uh, like demonstrations and um, uh, practical application. Yeah. Um, and I mean, but yeah, I mean, like you, you, you yeah, get what I'm you looking get. At the, yeah, I'm looking um, at the scoring list you know, here. Let's see. One thing I learned is how to use a tourniquet. This makes it easier and how to explain to a caller. Uh, like, uh, I mean, you know, they, these 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 folks were great. You know, they were they were and they you got a lot of great scores yeah, there. Like before They're the, the mark. Yeah. Did you throw the, away uh, the bad ones? No, no. <laughs> this is it. So like. Uh, uh, oh, great on. instructor, very knowledgeable, able to keep everyone's attention. Um, and so people were, uh, I forgot to warn people that some of the material in the class is a graphic, um, because we are going to see, uh, we're all going to see some, some gunshot wounds, some severed limbs. We're yeah. going to talk about bleeding and hemorrhaging control. We're going to talk about that kind of stuff. So I've got some videos and some media to go with it. And I forgot to mention before, which I don't know why, but the way the slideshow was, it was like, there's uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, there's this, <sighs> this, and then the next one was, hey, viewer discretion is advised. I was like, wait, we need <laughs> That's to, backwards. yeah, we need to slip this around. So, you know, um, dude, I'm excited about it and I'm ready to get it out there. I mean, like you said earlier, and some people that don't really know me, like, I mean, it's, it's, I enjoy learning so I can teach somebody else. But for people that don't know, and I know that, like, educators all over the world probably are going to agree with this, but if you don't know, but we learn so much more by actually teaching, right? Mm. Oh, yes. And it's, you, we edify one another. Yeah. That's right. And also, like, the one thing, and I'll give it to Porch Talk listeners. Uh, Y'all are some of the smartest people that I know, uh, just by the comments and things that I see. But y'all are very engaged people. But uh, don't be willfully ignorant. And I'll never understand that about people entirely. It's like you have this opportunity to – it's a free resource and possibly – Maybe it's your small business or your place of work. 
and like you're interested, maybe reach out to your foreman or supervisor. Be like, hey, there's this thing called Crace. It's with uh, this guy named Cole. Uh, it's Red Cell Survival. Of uh, you know, it could help us if there was a potential threat. And maybe you would sound like a a crazy loon, but I don't think so in today's climate. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong with being prepared. You know, like there were a t- there was a time when we used to make fun of these doomsday people for, uh, you know, they would can all the vegetables and all this and that and have their fr- uh, freezer stuff with meats. But that time is gone, and nobody really makes fun of them anymore because they're living in high tide and they're slapping their knee right now. And so, like, don't miss out on this preparedness, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, and that's my thing, like, you know, you don't have to you don't have to pay for it or anything like that. I mean, I'll come to you, and then you know we're gonna we're gonna sit down, we're gonna talk, and then we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna enjoy it, and um, we're gonna we're gonna run through a lot of material. And depending on what needs or what you uh, express to me that you need or that you want, like we we'll probably you know eventually we'll run in some scenarios or we'll do some demonstrations and. Uh, um, you know, as I continue to grow, once again, not taking anything away from the alert program, my thoughts are I'll learn it for free. I can teach it for free, mm. especially this civilian response stuff. Now, law enforcement side, like it's different. Like, hey, if some people are wanting to come learn, you know, I- I'm down, dude. Like, I'm down. We'll we'll order the kits online. We'll get out there. We'll 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 do what we got to do. But for the civilians out there that are out there commuting from the eight to five every day, right? They're not, you know, they probably got their, you know, depending on what kind of business that you're in, you know, they may have like their annual training, right? Like, you know, to go through the little, you know, here and there, but. It's the um, thing you slept through, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, But this is something, I mean, you know, I put it in a post on Facebook, but like, I mean, I'm talking like, when I talk about small business, I mean like small, you know, for example, I'm just going to drop a name, like Munson Brothers. Like they've got, you know, more than a handful of employees, right? Mm -hmm. They find themselves traveling out. They do their own, you know, kind of thing, you know, they and and they they do host a lot of events Mm -hmm. there. So, you know, there's... um, uh, you know your 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 gas stations, your restaurants, uh, schools, churches, daycares, um, mall. I mean, just all these different places. A, it doesn't matter. That's a good point. I think it happened out in Texas with like when we were having this. It was a small epidemic of like people going into churches and shooting them up, and then you saw this one church in Texas to where a guy, a shooter, active shooter, walked in. He popped one shot off, and a member in the congregation shut that down real quick. You are speaking about November 5th, 2017. Yes, in I am. Sutherland, Texas. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, some stats. Uh, so, uh, let's see. My these boy's are, got the papers Yeah, over these here. are the notes that I actually took from these slides, right? So, I listened to somebody talk while looking at the slides. So, these are the notes that I took. And it's not about having a hero complex. Yeah. Um, let's see. I talk about driving point. These events do happen at random regardless of place or time. We look at November 5th, 2017, which was a Sunday at First, at first Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas. Churchgoers were inside holding routine religious practices when an attacker began shooting into the building from the outside of the building. 
The attacker entered the building shortly after and began engaging with the innocents inside, claiming the lives of 26 people and wounding 20. A nearby neighbor became aware of this event in progress. He retrieved a weapon from his home and engaged the attacker. The attacker fled in a futile attempt to save his own life. And I cut myself off. Yeah, the people were gathered there to worship their beliefs. These events do not fall on a particular day or place. It does not happen when it's convenient. So that is that was where I was trying to uh, in this course or whatever when I was learning it, when I was taking the notes and stuff. That was my driving point in the course. Was it doesn't matter what you do, what you believe. What kind of music you like, you know, what kind of clothes you wear, um, you know, who your favorite football team is. I mean, these and, – and that's something else, too. Like, I, I started teaching today, and it's uh, – people don't necessarily believe this, but there's, there's not a – we do not have a social profile for these type of people. We don't. And along with that unknown profile, we have – unknown places or response um sometimes it has some type of motivation sometimes there's an avenger mindset right they feel like they've been wronged somehow and they feel like that they're riding the wrongs right um some people are just damn crazy i mean but understand that you know what we're seeing in a lot of the data is, you know, uh, and the, why I reach out and why I want to touch small business and why I want to go to these places is like, for example, um, just take just take something, take some type of like corporate, like small office, for example, right? Like, uh, you know, um, I'm not going to like quote the office or anything, but like just something like that, right? Like a small office staff where you've got a boss, You've got like a, you know, some type of co-boss, right? Yeah, Dwight Schrute. Yeah, you know, and you've got like a team of like, you know, 12 people, office staff, plus, you know, whatever your logistical folks are, you know, and then, of course, you know, your, your you know, the rest of your working staff out there, your physical folks, you got your HR, you got all that and this, that, and the other, your logistics and all that. So what's one thing that... um you know, happens a lot of times in the workplace. Drama. Drama. Oh, hell yeah. And, uh, you know, we all have those people at work, you know, that um, that we uh, really don't have a great sense of humor or have bad attitudes. And I'm not saying that those are the... Uh, so, if you're listening to this episode, don't, like, go to work tomorrow and start looking at that person like... <clears throat> that but what, I, what I'm saying is, it's like, it's just to show you and to paint a picture of that this isn't an airport terminal, right? This is an office space where people have somewhat of an understanding of each other, right? Mm-hmm. And this is happening here. This isn't always an airport terminal. This isn't always, you know, a huge convention for some political reason. It has nothing to do with that. I mean, sometimes it's well, I mean, a... you could break it down to a... With school shootings, where yeah, you have a group of people, although their minds are maturing, and they know exactly the people at harm, and all they do is mean harm. Yeah, and I mean, so whatever the situation, right? For, for sure. I mean, and you know, my thing is, and the, the driving point in all this is this: 
You can go to a gun store and you can buy a gun. All right. Are you going to take the time to actually learn how to use that gun, though? Right. And some people do, some people don't. Some people just grab it out of the box, start shooting, right? Down range, right? They go to a range, right? You can go to a dealership and buy a car, right? I know that, yeah, we have like driving courses you have to take, get your driver's license, I go through that. I could go to a guitar shop and buy a guitar and use it as a weapon as much as I could a vehicle or a gun. Well, the the point I'm trying to make is it's like you can go somewhere and you can buy things that can be used for multiple different reasons beside its own intended purpose. We could use anything for malice. Um, but my point is is how often, you know, you've been and you've been given life how often do you practice or do you learn how to prolong that life? Or preserve How it. to increase your survivability. And so, like I said, you know, you can go buy a gun, and there's ways that you can go out here and teach yourself and learn. You can go buy a guitar. You can teach yourself to play guitar. You can go find somebody who knows how to play. But how often do you really stop and focus on how to protect myself, to be more aware, to increase my survivability, to increase my friends and my colleagues' survivability? And that's what my goal is is to give you that information well that's one thing i, th- I believe that like i don't I, I think there's there's cognitive dissonance in this is a lot of people you remember and i don't want to get too prolonged or lost in the weeds on this with uh, there was this defund the police police movement and they was like we're going to replace the police workers with social workers and i was like yeah I, that sounds like a shit idea but let's just see how that works out and then lo and behold like you have a, a mass exodus of police workers and then these particular cities turn out to be a bit of a shithole and like we're all scratching our heads wondering why well there's not a whole lot of scratching head and wondering why it's like you have law you have order if you don't enforce the law, you won't have order. And so, like, this is another chance for a civilian not to take the law in their own hands. This is not a wild, wild west, but it is to be well-informed with uh, how to save a life and how to protect life. And that is the point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, and just to give, like, a preview... um. So I've already kind of explained it a little bit, but we talked about run, hot fight, or avoid, deny, defend. Um, that's really the structure that we base this around. Like we're going to talk about a bunch of other stuff too. We're going to go into deeper into all that kind of stuff, and we'll kind of categorize it, and we'll subcategorize it, and we'll go through all the things, and we'll talk about experiences. We'll pull up some old data. We'll look at all that. But those are the main foundation of Crace: avoid, deny, defend, and so avoidance, right? Uh, right, that's where we, you know, an event happens or something takes place, right? We avoid that. Mm. And it's whether that means by removing yourself from whatever's going on at that time or uh, or just, you know, avoiding going into it altogether, either taking yourself out of something or, you know, just detouring yourself from it to begin with, Right. Um, you know, so it's like driving into a storm, right? Do you just power through? No, avoid. We want to avoid it, or if we're in it, we want to get out of it. All right, okay. denying. Uh, we talk about denial, and essentially, we're not talking about the denial that we and I were talking about a while ago. When we talk about denial, we're talking about denying somebody the ability to uh, 
to observe you, to uh, physically get to you, mm-hmm. uh, to reach you, or, or, or any kind of way, right? So you're denying them that ability to reach you or be able to observe you, whether that means that you have to use some type of way to obscure your movements, right? As simply as, you know, flick, cutting the light off. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about when we start going over the deny portion. And then, last but not least, we go full ninja mode and we start talking about uh, defend. And it isn't a defense course. I, because I was in the Marine Corps and because I have experience in other places, I will start, I will share with you personal experience about some things on ways that you can focus on defending yourself. But once again, and I want to share this in this, if you don't mind, I want to bring this up because it's something that I sold to these people today. Regardless if you believe this or not, okay? When I start talking about the defend portion in this class, when I start talking about defense, right? Okay. A bunch of people start to get, I start to see faces, kind of heads start to tilt. But I remind people, you realize that deep within your DNA, you are primal. Oh, yes, you, you are. You come from, no matter where your lineage takes you to, at some point your lineage is going to take you to being some type of hunter-gatherer. Our ancestors, at some point, no matter if you are have, you know, Slavic or Viking or, 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 or you know, Native American or whatever it is, you're going to have, um, you're going to have, you know, uh, some type of ancestor that at a point in time in their life, they couldn't go to the grocery store and, and buy, you know, uh, a bag of grapes, right? So yeah. it's in your DNA, it's primal, right? Like they had to go out here, they had to hunt for food. Their number one, their number one enemy were predators, right? They had to watch out for that. And then other man, and essentially, you know, uh, a little fuzzy wolves, you know? Um, so... You're a good boy. Yes, you are. Um, <clears throat> um, thank you. Uh, All right. That's cool. Yeah, dude. You just got us like so much clout. Yeah, bro. That's probably the coolest part of the clip. Yeah. That's just going to be a... Thanks, Jasper. Yeah, dude. Look at... Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, you want to oh, do it. Oh. Oh. Oh, thank you. Uh, but, um... <laughs> um <laughs> He's such a good boy. Yeah, you... But anyway, so... Uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. That's the cloud's enough. not over. Huh? Yeah. Right. Oh, no, no. That's a bit much. <laughs> Calm down. There, Slow man. down. There. So, um. Anyways, so I, I, like I said, I start talking about the defend portion, and people get, but I'm like, hey, listen, it's where you come from. Mm-hmm. All right. It don't matter how far back you go. At some point, your ancestors had to fight for their food. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in our DNA. So. When I start talking about the defend portion, right, I'm going to start bringing some tears up because I'm going to talk about some sure enough heroes, right? Uh, like today, it's not in the course, in the Crace curriculum. I added this in there, but I really start when we go into the defend portion, we start talking about our fight or flight, and then we start talking about, like, uh, you know, how people, for example, uh, there was a guy here. Uh, essentially, he was a police uh, lieutenant um, involved in a situation. He was shot 17 times. And I asked my students, I'm like, do you think he wanted to quit? Probably. You think he was hurt? 
for sure. He shot 17 times. He's hurt at least 17 times. Do you think that he wanted to give up? Probably. I mean, I right? You know what I'm saying? I would have quit after one. But he didn't, right? Um, so, like, during that, you know, I kind of go off a tangent, and I'm talking about, because I want people to understand that um, it's not superhumans, right? This isn't Spider-Man that's doing this. These are real people every day, people that are doing these things, and they did it because it is a feeling, it is a thought, it is a mind over matter. You have to, that human brain and that lizard brain have to come together and essentially make you push past the pain, push past the hurt, push past the fear, and make decisive decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And like, let me let me just make this analogy real quick. It's like the reason that we have DC, Marvel, and these ideas of superheroes and super beings. If you if you look at the dichotomy of the person that envelops the person while they're super. It's an ability that we all have. Yeah. And that's what makes relatability. And that's what makes like Marvel and DC so relative like to people. It's like I can relate to that. And so it's it's an opportunity. Uh you can unlock your superpower just by preparedness and not being a complete pussy. Yeah, and so um there's actually a video right here and it's pretty funny. Um, and I don't know what happened, but one of the videos that I show is, uh, it was a grocery store and in the grocery store, you see like everybody's panicking and run off and you see this one guy, he's on the phone and he like turns around and he looks and he sees what's going on. <laughs> yeah. and so he grabs a champagne bottle and he's like, you just see him exit left, exit stage left. <laughs> like he just goes wherever this fence going on. He's about to take care of it. Yeah. So, uh, the guy I was talking about, uh, it was the Sikh temple, uh, Lieutenant Brian Murphy, you can look that up. He was shot 17 times with a rifle. Uh, he told himself, he he said it, uh, he said, I will not go out like this. Um, that that was That is what he said. That was his words. Um, and then something else I bring up during this class, because I start pushing uh, warrior mindset and warrior ethos and cut it out, you. Um, um, warrior ethos, warrior mindset, right, and... Uh, and so I bring up Lieutenant Michael Murphy, Extortion 17, uh, you know, August 6, 2011, Afghanistan, Wardak Province, you know, Extortion 17. You know, we had a four-member SEAL team reconnaissance element that were, mm. you know, in the mountains doing that. Uh, everybody knows Lone Survivor, Marcus Luttrell. Movie. But the point I try to make when I use that is talk about um lieutenant michael murphy and you know the movie portrays it if you read uh if you read the book lone survivor if you listen to marcus luttrell talk uh and listen like these guys were like broken and beaten and shot up and scarred up and bruised and damaged bad right they were hungry they were tired you know they were hurt they were bleeding they were infected right i mean you know um, they, they had so much going on they had like cracked limbs and like all kinds of stuff going on broken limbs and um and everything was going on at the time so something that happened was lieutenant murphy still went through gunfire after like i said being shot up being broken being beaten being hurt you know hurling themselves down the side of a mountain you know all this other stuff being shot up and everything uh he still climbed out there into gunfire he still climbed out and he put that radio call out so 
<clears throat> that's where I go in here. This is essentially where I do my exit stage left uh, because that's when I boom, I drop the towel. Like you don't have to be a statistic because we can look back in our history and we can see where people actually. And you know, granted, people are like, "Well, that was a Navy SEAL." Doesn't have to be Lieutenant uh, Mike, uh, Lieutenant Brian Murphy. Um, you know, he didn't look like he was a like a super fitness in shape guy, right? You know, um, but it's it just that that's just what it is, man. Like, it, it, you gotta, you I gotta. I think it's a point of it's not so much of being like the right person it's 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 a whole lot more of knowing the right thing for the right ordeal and if you have an opportunity to learn this you can be that person and it's not to it's not to associate like your white knight or hero complex but just just do it because for the good of humanity, right? Yeah, I mean, um, that, that you know, that's the point. Like, we're, we're you know, we're gonna, and these are baby steps. This is part two of talking about Crace. Yeah, but we're not done. This is this was a deeper dive, and we're gonna spend more time diving into these ideas. Yeah, man. And so, once again, you know, the main focus for this is, uh, uh, is to try to get people's attention to start uh, reaching out, asking for the class. Uh, once again, I am the <laughs> primary instructor and the only one that's part of my so you gonna get cadre um, <laughs> at this point in time. Uh, we actually do have a few people that have reached out already. Um, uh, we're working on a church. Uh, I'm gonna just tell you that it is a very large church. And it's going to seem a little overwhelming, but I'm still going to do it. I just got to learn not to use uh, the uh, curse words as commas. Um, uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it once again, it doesn't just apply to large facilities. You know, we're talking about small businesses, privately owned businesses, uh, social groups, right? Um, whether it's like, uh, you know, um, the, you know, Whatever kind of club you're in, you know, stuff like that. Um, essentially, the, you know, we can facilitate you. The, the The whole thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to give you this information because simply because it's either going to be information that's going to help you save your life or somebody else's, and that life could be mine. Um, so, so yeah, man, we're, we're we're busting this thing wide open. Red cell survival. Uh, for all the haters out there, you can't have it. It's mine. Um, so Static. don't try it. Domain's already taken over. Sorry. What's here. up? Lance Corporal's for life. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah. Cool, dude. All right. One last question to walk out of the door. Just to remind everyone listening is where can people find this online? Where can they go for resources? So, uh, we're still under construction with the, uh, with the, website but it's www.redcellsurvival.com that's red r-e-d cell c-e-l-l survival.com um and um 
you know, we want you to go on there once we get it up and running and you'll be able to have access to more information on there. But in the meantime, you can go through Porch Talk. Uh, you can go through there. You can go through any of the social media sites. You can reach out to me through my social media, Cole Britt. Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure uh, my name's been mentioned enough on this show enough times that, um, I mean, if, if you're trying to find me, you probably figured me out by now. Um, so, yeah, you can reach out to me uh, and... Yeah, other than that, I mean, if you're uh, some type of uh, specialized entity, you know, you can always uh, reach me through my work. Uh, that's another way, too. So, But right now, the primary source would be just uh, utilizing what's already available. So, like I said, just reach me on uh, reach me on my social media. Or uh, once we get the thing up and going with the website, you can go on there. All right, on. boys and girls, this has been another episode of Porch Talk. And Jasper... Thank you so much for the intrusion. We're out of here. Adios. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.